Hey, welcome to another episode of Just Being Names Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about The Boys Season 2, a review of it. And also, we're going to talk about the news for the Resident Evil 2, no, Resident Evil movie reboot. And also, we're going to give our top five X-Men, or our favorite five X-Men. Ain't the right track? Yeah, plus I'll talk a little bit about the anime season. All right, enjoy the podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Yatta! <laughs> oh, what was that, Trevor? <laughs> I think it was Chun Lee from Street Fighter. <laughs> oh God. Uh, for those who play Street Fighter, I guess y'all recognize that. I have no idea why that was in my head. <laughs> why you say why not? Yatta! Yo, that remind me of um what was the Dave Chappelle skit, man? You know the Chappelle show? Yeah. And he was doing a politician every time he talked, he said, Baka! <laughs> oh, man, I would love it if uh, politicians did that. It would make things way more exciting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look at that up sometime on YouTube later, man. That was a bad. I got the damn DVD. What I'm talking about, I got it. But anyway, yo, welcome back to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast. And this we got plenty to talk about this episode. And um, we're gonna talk about Resident Evil. Uh, announcement the reboot they're going to do with the casting and things like that we're also going to talk about the season two wrap-up of the boys and also we're going to give our top five or our favorite five x-men character and my friend and my co-host trevor is going to give us a little bit of the anime you know he's a he's a guy that knows a little bit more than i do about anime he know a thing or two yeah more than i do but let's let's get it going man let's get it going so, first thing we're going to talk about, of course, is The Boys. Right. <laughs> we talked about The Boys twice in our podcast already, you know, mm-hmm. episode episode. But this time around, we're going to talk about it as a whole briefly. Because, you know, for those, this is going to be spoilers. If you have not watched um, season two of The Boys on Amazon, I'm sorry. But we're going to have to talk about it. It's going to be spoilers. So, now... <laughs> For that, boys is a satire about superheroes and mostly about society, man. I mean, it can and cover both. It can cover everything, yeah. <laughs> and um, and after watching the last episode seven, eight of the, the last episode for the season, and I'm just thinking about the circumstances and the things, and I'm like, damn, this is really like reality. The things they were talking about. This is what's going on now in our world and well, yeah, society. And that, yeah, and that was intentional, you know, with the whole Nazism and yeah. white supremacy and yeah. Ooh, yeah, that right there, man. Like, oh, that we're dealing with that right now. You know, just recently. No, we're not gonna talk about politics. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, man, so I actually finished up the season yesterday and I had to binge watch two episodes. You know, I'm I think that was the right thing that Amazon to do was do episode each Friday and get us the opportunity now to talk about the season as a whole. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So when um, I actually watched it, and we at the point now that Homelander and Stormfront are together, a power couple, right? Um, yeah, a power couple. They are <laughs> that, terrifying. That's just like, oh uh, <laughs> man, that sex scene. Oh my god, that was messed up. <laughs> up in the air. 
Was, well, I mean, there was that one when they were flipping, but even before they got oh, to that point, when they're like, they're smashing everything. And, and he ran the chest. Yeah, and he's like x-raying like right above her, her you know, breasts <laughs> or whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't felt that pain in a long time. Oh. And he stops. He's like, I didn't tell you to fucking stop. <laughs> and then they're just like smashing each other around. And, and yeah. And Talk then, about rough sex. Yeah. Right? And then eventually they're like, yeah, flying oh. while having sex. It's just oh, my well, floating, I think is a better word. Yeah, so people don't think they're actually zooming around at, you know, sonic speed. Each other. Each other. <laughs> no, they're just floating in the room. Yeah. So we had the point now that they are the power couple. And now it seemed like to me that. There are more, I'm about to say this, there are followers. There are more followers now. they fans of seeing like followers. And it reminds me of the Trumpers, <laughs> that kind of thing. Right, and that's exactly the thing. I mean, she, she uses technology and memes and, you know, her... Um you know, her TikTok or your Instagram account or whatever to kind of generate, you know, um, chatter and kind of get people on board. And, you know, there's a, a, a great sequence at the very beginning right. of episode seven, I believe yeah. it is, where you see just some guy who's going about his daily life. And every day he says a little bit more snippets on, you know, on the news of Stormfront talking about, you know, this problem. This is and our these, country. Yeah, this, this is that. our country and things like that. And he slowly gets indoctrinated to the point where, you know, the poor uh, foreign guy who works at the convenience store he starts suspecting him and then ends up shooting him in the head. And that's called xenophobia. Well, yeah, xenophobia, yeah. but yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. you know, riled him up to think that, you know, foreigners or the other are the enemy. The supervillains, they say. Right. Yeah. And, and this is, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, okay, then I was like, that's, that's like, that's going on in society now. Right. And that's exactly the type of thing, you know, they're stirring up with the anti-immigrants and the anti-Muslim you know, Muslim sentiments and stuff like that is that, you know, they're an other. They're not even human, you know, they're animals or whatever. So it kind of indoctrinates you to not think of them as right. human mm-hmm. or as less than. So you don't really have quite the same guilt Right. That goes with, you know, oh, if I beat them or kill them or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. They're not human anyway. They're just a bunch of wild animals. Right. That's the idea behind it. And it's truly disgusting, really. It really is. And, you know, and on, on that note, going on to the episode is that we come to find out that they finally got, um, was it, light, light, lamp lighter? Lamp lighter, yes. He so, finally turned and he saw, gave him information about what Vault has been doing. And he was talking to the senator at the end of time and also... Butcher and the boys and um, the colonel, the colonel, the lady. Um, what what mean? Get somebody calling you, man? No, it's just uh, it's, it's my son. Okay. Um, <laughs> which one, man? Mark. He's asking Mark. you about about his medication. All right. So That's we fine. got we got these guys. Um, like lamplighter is telling everybody what Vault has been doing, and they got the he he's turncoat. So they want to have a Senate hearing. About, you know, they got the contract with the government now, and they want to give everybody this compound V because they want to stop the supervillain. But, you know, previously we found out Homelander let it out anyway, the compound V to the to certain to outside outside world. And all of a sudden you get these guys, the people with um, powers, they call them supervillains. They're not heroes, but they are they villains, right? So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, Homelander and... Stormfront, we come to a scene that they actually have in the Senate hearing, right? So what happened is they, they lost their, I think they lost their other source, right? 
Oh, I know. Well, they didn't lose it. So what happened is, well, start. Let me well, go back. Let me go back. So when they um, answer the question, um, lamp lighter, he's going to confess what um, Vault has done and stuff like that. But what's her name? Star Starlight gets Starlight. accused of being a traitor. traitor. So she says she got someone else inside that could um, vouch for what she what um, Vault is doing. Was a Homelander and Storm Front is doing. And she goes to Queen Maeve. You know, Queen Maeve, she, she doesn't like Homelander. She don't like him at all. She hates him. And she want to go to her and tell them I was confessed, tell them they're doing this and that. You know everything. And she refused. Right. So we're going forward to the Senate. And this scene right here, guys, <laughs> my goodness. So, <laughs> so that didn't work out. So Butcher goes to the doctor that kind of raised Homelander. Vogelbaum. Yeah, right. Raised him. And he threatened him. By his family, he's going to, if you don't come, in other words, I'm going to kill your family or do bad things regardless. Right. So we get to the Senate, and he finds his doctor shows up. And I know you, and Trevor, I know when you watched it too, you were like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was. Suddenly, some... yeah, like heads just <laughs> exploding <laughs> left and right in that room. Like, damn, they were popping like, chip, man, were popping like bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, so just like just like Rainer in the first episode, yeah. the, the uh, was she CIA or FBI? FBI, FBI, FBI. yeah. Um, Dude, I'm like, what the hell, man? It's, it, was, it was heroes' head was getting popped, sinners' head was getting popped, civilians' head was getting popped. Yeah, it just it seemed just it seemed very it. random. Yeah, it's other random. than tar- targeting Vogelbaum and like the main speaker or whatever, right. everybody else just seemed kind of random. Dude, I'm gonna tell you the truth, man. Every time. When they have a close up to somebody, I'm afraid their head will get popped. <laughs> Seriously, man, I'm looking like yeah. After that, you're a little bit like oh, on edge. Shit. I'm like shit. Well, the head gonna pop? Yeah. <laughs> Every time they talk and like it's a close up scene, I said I hope the head don't get popped. But you know that happened. And everything it was a shit show. So that happened. Then everything else. The thing they say we lost it. Now we can't. We can't get them. We can't get them. So they thought everything was lost. So my question to you though, man. And that scene, you think that would? I know it was so much gratuity, the 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 the, the brutality of the the grossness of the, the the blood and stuff. But in that scene right there, man, you think that was not overboard? That was just like just the right tone of for heads exploding. Yeah, I mean it's always <laughs> overboard, but that's the way that's <laughs> the, the, the way man. the boys operate. <laughs> it's always overboard. It's <laughs> like damn. Oh wait a minute! I thought I had it turned it off. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So um, now, I mean, it, it <laughs> even as the the uh, the very end of the season finale proves. Yeah, it's like they're not they're not um, they're willing to push boundaries if they have to. So, <laughs> Wait. Yeah, yes. With Homelander up on top of the building. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Explosion. Yeah. As I said, that scene that they said that that was the Amazon was like, nope, that's a no go. <laughs> And they managed to get it in season two. And that was the right time to do it at the right. last episode. Right. I think that was a great deal to do, man. But, I mean, so we get all that going on, man. Because I'm combining all the episodes seven, eight together anyway. Cause, so we get to find out Homelander goes back to his son with Stormfront, introduce her and stuff like that. And he, he takes his son with him. And that's what plays a part in the next episode with the son, right? And um, so... He's trying to show him the outside world, this and that. Is it my? I'm doing this as my movie and stuff like that. And me personally, man, I think Homelander really loved this son. 
I think he did in his own way. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think he did. Uh, that's the nice thing that, you know, we've pointed out with this show is that even though these are completely evil dickheads, yeah. you know, they do have human sides to them. Right. You know, there yeah. are certain aspects of Homelander that you, you know, he's creepy, he's evil. He's and a, a sociopath. Right, he's a sociopath. But, you know, you kind of feel for him because he was raised you know, with everybody scared of him. So they stood back and they raised him to be this thing. And so he didn't have official parents. And, you know, even when he talked to Vogelbaum, Vogelbaum told him he was his greatest mistake. Right. I mean, it's, you know, he, he lacks like certain human connections that he should have had growing up. So in a way you kind of feel for him. And he was kind of trying to establish that with his son. And the thing is, you try the connection he had with people, the lady, and it was the first um, Elizabeth Shue character. In the beginning, uh, Madeline. Madeline, she was his anchor. Yes. Somewhere, that's an anchor, right? Right. And then when she was betrayed well, him. I mean, and, yeah, yeah. And she betrayed him, so he killed, killed her. her. Yeah. So that was, then he gets season two. He finally have a he has a son. He tries to take care of something like that. And like you say, you see Homelander trying to be a father because he didn't have that type of affection because he was a subject, you know. And he, you know, and they were proud of him, telling him he needed to do this and. And stuff like that. And he explained it to his son. Right. You know, I, I kind of get it, but he's still a fucking sociopath. Well, yeah, he's man. still a sociopath. And yeah, so, you know, it's, um, you know, and you could see at the very the beginning of the season when he was trying to interact with his son, it was just so cringy. It was just yeah. like, oh, man, this is, it's so awkward and so fake. And so, you know, but yeah. Um, but obviously he was pushing his son to be something more because he wanted his son to be another him. superhero like him. Right. Yeah. Um, but obviously his mother was trying to prevent that because she doesn't want him becoming another Homelander. Right. You know, nobody wants another fucking Homelander. Oh, no, we don't. No, we don't. Another Homelander, man. And, oh, you know what? I mean, actually about the um, the church, man. What do you think about the church? Okay, the church. Let's yeah. go talk about the church. <laughs> that church. Right. So... Yeah, one, I don't know what the fuck is up with the fresca. That was just their thing. It was just like everybody. I don't like that shit. Would you like a fresca? Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I think that was just like a running joke. But um, yeah, so obviously it's, you know, a little bit of the Scientology, Mm -hmm. kind of that sort of, you know, where they go to kind of groom you and, you know, do business deals in the back to kind of, you know, we're going to get you back on this or this, we're going to get you this deal or whatever. And, you know, all you have to do is put up the front, you know, of looking like, you know, a model um, member of this church and everything. And seemed to me they had a lot of dirt on a lot of heroes, man. Well, yes. They and, really did. Right. And and that's, you know, more to it is that they have more dirt, they have more things like that, and they can use that as leverage when negotiating deals with their members, you know, or for their members, um, like they do where they try and get the deep back. So he goes through this whole thing <laughs> where he gets married to this woman that he doesn't really have any connection or feelings for but because she looks good you know for his image um they they get married and he you know he follows this whole thing and he even he even follows his uh, and with the deep you're not really sure how <laughs> how you know how much he actually believes it or not but you know when um what's eagle eye or whatever yeah, the, eye. the archer um yeah. who's like the hawkeye variant in this universe uh, apparently he does something we don't even know what to piss off the church. So now all of a sudden he's been excommunicated and they're, you know, pretty much blacklisting him and making it look like he, 
has been doing some weird yeah. kinky shit with his partner. He's toxic. Right. He's toxic. <laughs> so they're like, we are have no conversation, you know, no communication with him whatsoever. He's cut off. He's dead to us. And, you know, the deep is instantly like, fuck that guy. Yeah, he you turned know? quickly. Right, they, exactly. Even what's though, so funny, though, is when they finally talked to A-Train, and what, well, what he right, did. They try and bring A-Train yeah, on board. Because yeah. he's been kicked out of the seven. So, yeah, he's been kicked out of the seven. So that that was a crazy thing too, man. So, so yeah, A Train is like, wasn't he just your friend the other day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck that guy. Yeah. So obviously, A Train, he's he's using the church to try and get himself back in the good graces, but A Train is very you know suspicious so, and you know yeah. not not gonna quite fall in line. He's questioning a lot of this stuff, which he should have. Well, he should, well, yeah. Which any any. Um, person should question a lot of these things but like i said the deep isn't very deep <laughs> he is so, you know. he's shallow right so he doesn't ask a lot of questions no he does not man you want a fresco <laughs> shit right. well that was funny at the end after the deep doesn't get his deal because a train yeah a train basically sold them out or sold um storm uh stormfront out yeah, to, so he actually helped the boys yeah. by giving them the data on all of her Nazi background and stuff. Right. And so then, because he showed initiative, the church, you know, you, and now that Stormfront was out of the picture, um, they they brought A-Train back onto the seven. But they couldn't bring two because two shows weakness. That's right. Um, so the Deep Two was, redemptions, he said. Right. So, um, so the uh, so now the Deep was out. And so now the Deep was, like, angry about it. And, you know, he's like... And, Right, obviously he hasn't quite learned because he's like, and I'm married to this girl who gives shitty blowjobs, and it's like, <laughs> you know, that's not the only thing the woman is supposed, your wife is supposed to be for. So I don't know how much he's grown, but then he's like, oh yeah, and fuck Fresco. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this this season has so many parts in it, man. That that was more just rememberable and just it was a lot of shit, man. But you know, so. As we go back to A Train, he sold Stormfront out because, like you said, she used social media for so much of all this stuff was going on. And when he finally got the dirt, and that was the dirt that they needed. Right. For the boy, and he gave it to the boys, and then she found out she was a Nazi and she was the wife of the creator of the. Um, a Vought. Va- uh, yeah. A Vought. In the Compound yeah. V and stuff like that. And she never aged. And people, what the fuck? We don't deal with Nazis and stuff like that. And everything turned back on her. And, and back to the so exploding thing. Homelander thought she was behind it, and she was just like, "No, I didn't do this, the, the exploding head thing." Right. So, so then he he thought Stan Edgar was, was behind it, but but we find um, out it was not him. It's not him either. But um, but well, I mean, let's touch on more a little bit with Stan Edgar. Um, so he was part of the deal, and you know, he was the one who talked with the head of the church, right? Um, to get the deep back, but he was the one who said, "We can't do two. Yeah. So we can't take um." We can't take A Train plus, you know, Stormfront has issues with black yeah. with black people. people. Well, I was gonna say you know, A Train, but obviously well, we because know he's black. black. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's so A Train overhears this, and that's when he decides that he's just going to, you know, fuck them. He's gonna go ahead and give the dirt, dirt. on Stormfront. Yeah, um, he did. But uh, I was so happy when he did. But that. then Edgar also has that conversation with Butcher um, when they're making a deal because Butcher wants to get uh, Becca's son back right. uh, from Homelander. And then Edgar pretty much lays it out that even though he doesn't like Stormfront and doesn't like what she represents in the Nazism and all that, is that it's all about the bottom, bottom line. line yeah. He's going to use her 
um, or use, you know, Which what he has. Which is kind of sad. Well, but that's exactly, this is another one of those real world things. This right. is the whole Trump effect, is that people are willing to get behind Trump, even though there's a lot of stuff that's highly disagreeable and toxic and all that other stuff. But because they can use him to get their own agenda through, they're going to be okay with it. And that's the sad part of reality is that in the end, it's not about people. It's all about the bottom line. It's all about business. And that's, that's the point about that. Um, but yeah, so it turns out it's not Edgar who is popping people's heads. Pop, pop. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if we want to reveal who it was. It's spoilers. It's a season right. over with, man. Right. Mm. So it, yeah, it actually turns out it's surprisingly Victoria Newman, the who's senator, the one who's been going, you know, after the soups mm-hmm. um, and Compound V this whole time. Uh, so we're not sure what her agenda is at this point, but yeah. So she popped, you know, the last person she does is she pops the head of the, uh, the church, the church. Um, and then, uh, and so that she's doing her like reelection campaign, and then yeah. Huey Huey tries to join up with it because he wants to stand on his own two feet at the right, end. Right, because so. uh, after that, they were trying to get the that no was her name. I forgot the the person he works for. Um, who butcher? What's her name? Oh, the CIA lady. Yeah. Oh, I forgot now, her name. Now I'm blanking on her name. Well, anyway, she said, um, "We got a um, a special, not a special op, but a special part. I mean, a group, something for you guys off the books, you know." Well, yeah, basically the, they're uh, doing a, an anti-soup kind, kind of uh, task, task force. Yeah, an, watching over, the an soup Overwatch watch. task force. Which, by the way, it started in the comic book that way anyway right exactly that's exactly what the comic it book was ver- to yeah, begin with yes begin with. so it was a overwatch the hero so now i'm hoping season three isn't like that but everybody doing their own thing now mother milk is with his family and you know, right so their their records have now been scrubbed clean yeah. so they're not no longer on the run from the law right so mother's milk gets to go home um, um kimiko and, and Frenchie. Frenchie Kind of just go uh, do their thing, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, like we say, um, hey, Huey and and Fre- and Kimiko is now teaching him the sign language, and you know we've had a lot of, um, we've had a lot of uh, growth, yeah, from uh, from Frenchie at this point, uh, you know, with the lamplighter thing, you know, right. we kind of learned a little bit more about him, and so it was re- it was really cool to see, yeah. um, to see that that kind of happen because I like Frenchie, he's <laughs> I like Frenchie, he's fun, <laughs> Frenchie. And like you said, Huey, man, he's with the um, senator now for re- her re-election for campaign and stuff like that. Right. So, and he's back with Starlight. Right. And so he's with Starlight. Yeah. And we kind of glossed over the entire like ending with um, oh. with how you know the, the fight with Stormfront. Oh, and dude, I'm, all that I'm gonna get to so, that. Okay. I'm gonna get to that, man. <laughs> that was so satisfying, dude. That was so satisfying. So we're gonna go back a little bit. So you see Butcher and the boy they're trying to go get his um, Becca, his wife's son. Right. And from um, Homelander. Because, yeah, Homelander <laughs> kind of took him and Stormfront was kind of helping. You could, She was kind of manipulating both of them. Oh, but she you could was. see how she was constantly, you know, trying to plant all of these seeds about, you know, white supremacy yeah. and, you know, we're better than them. White and, genocide, you know, what right, she said. Exactly. Like, I said, good Lord. Yeah. Man. So, um, so, yeah, it's kind of good that she's out of the, the picture and no longer one of his maternal uh, figures. But, but, but yeah, so they get the sun and everything like that. I mean, it was working out at first. And then Homelander came back to the house. Oh, good lord! 
So the the guys were supposed to come get Butcher and the kid. They wasn't right. there. So they but, changed plans. Butcher made a deal with yeah. with Edgar yeah, yeah. that he would get the boy, um, who say rescue the boy from Homelander, yeah. and that he would let. Becca. Uh, uh, yeah, that no, but Becca was staying with him, uh-huh. but the boy could then be taken by Edgar to be hidden from Homelander because he's he's basically a bargaining chip for Edgar. Right. Um, is you know keeping him from Homelander. So he can keep Homelander in check. Right. Um, but he decides not to go through with that deal at the last minute. So they change the plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, they changed the plan. So when they changed the plan, that went all hell broke loose. And Stormfront showed up, and she and she kicked, man, that was a nice beatdown, dude. Right. So Homelander is dealing with Edgar's task force who's in there because he heard oh. them saying, Butcher, you here? Yeah. So he's like, where's my Which, son? And then, yeah, he obviously just. Murdered, he rips him to shreds because murdered him. He comes out and he's just got blood all over him. Like, um, damn, right. And so you see Stormfront confronting um, the boys and Kimiko and um, Starlight. Star. Well, first, first of the key thing is that um, Butcher decides that he's going to let Becca and the son. and the, and her son leave, and mm-hmm. so he tells Mother's Milk to drive to drive them away you know, to take him away. Uh-huh. Um, and then, but as they go, Stormfront shows up and flips the car. Right. And that's when all of that happened. You know, like they was fighting her. They was going blow for blow, but she about to. Right. So beat obviously, them. obviously, Kimiko and Starlight attack her first. Yeah. Um, and then when it looks like Stormfront's getting the upper hand, like she even snaps Kimiko's neck, yeah. but because she can heal. Right. Um, she does come back, you know, a minute later. And but, you know, just when it seems like things are going bad. Queen Maeve, Maeve shows, shows up, up and just uh, starts beating the shit out of her. So then the three of them are just, it's, it was really well choreographed. It it's was. Like one would punch her in before she could recover. The other one's like kicking her and then they're knocking her down and just like from all three sides. She's like pummeling the shit out of her. She had enough. She took off. Right. And so, yeah, eventually she flew away. And then, you know, Butcher, Becca and his son and her son ran away. They said, run, go, we'll take care of this. So they ran into the woods um, then they go get away. Get away, but then Stormfront confronts him, and she gets um, Becca, um, Butcher's wife, and started choking her, right. rather kill her. And when the son was seeing that, and he told him, "Let my mom go, stop it." Next thing you know, his eyes turning red, and you see a flare, just flare, right? Right. And all of a sudden, you see Stormfront on the ground, all burnt to charred and in pieces. Right, like all all her of limbs. her limbs kind of severed, and then yeah, her hair is all burned, and she's just kind of muttering in German. German. And yeah. yeah, she basically went full Anakin Skywalker on <laughs> sure her. So, did. You know, so my joke is that she'll be back as Darth oh, Vader yeah. next season. Right, um, but <laughs> but yeah, so she just got fucking roasted. She did, and, and he ended up killing. But unfortunately, killing he also ended up killing his mom in the process, right. and she begged Butcher. Because earlier in the season, she decided not to leave with Butcher when he tried to get her out because she saw the look in his eyes and knew that he would eventually kill her son because he's a soup. He could be a potential Homelander. And she knew that he probably was never going to allow him to become that. So she opted not to leave with him. Um, so then this time, now that she's dying, she makes Butcher promise that he'll protect her son and he does. And so when Stormlander, uh, when Storm, no, front Homelander, Homelander, Homelander then shows up, uh, to take his son back. Um, he's 
the and, you know he says, "Come on, yeah. son." You know, the kid goes behind Butcher, and Butcher stands there to protect him. And then eventually Maeve shows up and shows the video uh-huh. of the the plane that went down in season one and says, I'm going to release this, you know, out to the world. If you touch that boy, you know, just yeah, and leave, yeah. leave us all the fuck alone. Right. Basically, uh, this was her plot that she was trying to from the beginning anyway right, to get back at him all season. Right. Because, um, yeah, he's just been making her life a living hell and has ruined her relationship with Elena. And mm-hmm. so, um so then he eventually does. So she basically drills it into him, him that you're alone, motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> and you're going to stay alone. That's right. Yo, so it's funny. I'm gonna, we're going to end it right here. Is that when Butcher was talking to the boy and he was um, sitting out there in front of um, the water or whatever. Right. He gives his um, Becca's um, necklace to, to him. Mm-hmm. And, and Butcher was walking with the boy. And he's getting picked up by the CIA, whatever that lady. Right, because they're going to take him into protective custody. Yeah, and, and Butcher said, "What'd you tell him?" No, you know, he's like, "What? what remember what, what did I? What did I? What did I tell you to remember?" He said, "Cunt." No, he's like, "Don't be a cunt. Don't be a cunt." Like shit. I said, "Okay." Okay, don't be a cunt. I'm like, "Wow, yo, he used that word so much in damn series. It's ridiculous, man." But, yeah, well, well I mean, it mean it means a lot different in, in you know Britain, over in England. England and, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he learned something from Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Whether that's a good thing or not, don't, don't, be, know, don't be a, don't be a con. like wow. Right. So we'll <laughs> see what happens with the next season. Obviously, Stormfront isn't dead yet, nope. but um, I don't know that she's going to make a return. She's in really bad condition, no. but you know, part of it is that maybe her suffering. I kind of read the writers were saying yeah. is that. One of the things they thought was she lives a really long time, right? Which means she's now going to be living a really long time miserable. in this useless, miserable state, miserable, right? Yep. So that's kind of you know her just rewards, which isn't good, uh, right? And which so it, it looks like season three is probably going to have a lot to do with Victoria Newman and what her whole deal is, right? Yeah, we're not quite sure why she's blowing up her own anti-soup plan, but you got to. I think next season might be a little bit of flashbacks too. I remember I told you Jason Echoes from Supernatural. Right, yeah. He's it's, like the first Homelander. Yeah. The Homelander before Homelander. Yeah, back in World War right. II, I believe. So they're going to do it. I hope they do flashbacks. Right. And then if they stick to what they said after season one, they might do that. Um, what's that uh, That whole orgasm party thing? What oh, yeah. I told you about that. Yeah. <laughs> the, it has the, a name. Herogasm? Herogasm. Yeah, yeah, I had that. <laughs> they said they had plans for that in season three. Dude. So we'll see if that actually happens. <laughs> Man, that was ridiculous, man. I got those single issues with the hero gasm. That's what it was. Woo. But anyway, all right, season two, um, what's your um, ratings on it? I mean, what you think better than season one? I mean, how you compare it to? Um, probably about the same. I mean, I really did like it. It may be a little bit, uh, just a tad better. But, you know, yeah, I'd put them on even ground. So I'd say, you know, i give it five stars. Okay. I'm giving it, I'm like you, I'm giving it, I was very satisfied and I will give it five stars. Also, I think it's pretty even. I mean, it kept the same pace. You know, you know, they had a little shock there, a little shock. I mean, everything was on the same pace. You had some revelations on both seasons, but like at the end of season one, we found out Homelander had a child and Becca was still alive. Right. You know, we didn't have that at the end of this season. No, no. But it was satisfying, and certain things got wrapped up. Right. So yeah, I give it a five stars, man. So. Guys, if you have not seen The Boys on Amazon, we recommend you watch it. And, um, don't you agree? 
Yep, definitely watch it. So you want some heads popping? Pop, pop. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely ex- extreme violence. And, you know, so Ooh-wee. if that's not your thing, you know, then no. avoid it. But, yes. you know, if you enjoy a good a good series. Yes. This is not your Marvel TV series. Uh, no. No, by far. So anyway, that wraps up The Boys Season 2. Now we're going to go on to the um, Resident Evil reboot. And um, I know you were very stoked about it because the way the casting they got, it's some good people on there. It's good casting, but the nice thing is that, yeah, it looks like there's going to be a new movie reboot, like live action movie of the Resident Evil series. But based on the casting and who they'll be playing, it looks like it's going to actually focus on both Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2, the video game. So we're going to be a lot more canon with these, which I'm definitely very excited about. So we're going to have Claire, Leon, um, Wesker. Chris and Jill. Jill. And then William Birkin. William Birkin, Um, yeah. That's that's who they've cast so far. He didn't live long. (laughs) No, but but he's the guy who created the mutant strain. So, you know, it's, he's important to the thing. And I was looking at the cast, man. Um, It got your guy, Neil McDonough. But yeah, Neil McDonough is going to be, yeah, William Birkin. Yeah, he's a good villain too. Yeah, that guy shows up in like everything. If you don't know who he is, you'll recognize him. He's the legend of tomorrow. He was Damien Dark and other stuff. You know, you recognize him. And um, we also got um, Hopper. Yeah, Tom Hopper oh. is playing uh, Albert Wesker, and mm. which I thought was perfect casting as soon as I said. And Tom Hopper is the guy who plays Luther from Umbrella Academy. Academy right. So and then we have the other girl. She's from um, Ant Man the Wasp. Her name right, is so you Hannah got- John. Cayman, I think her name. Hannah. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah. John Cayman. Yeah, she'll she- be playing Jill. Okay. And then another one is um, the, the other. She's who's playing um, Claire. Well, uh, Kaya Skolda, Skodelario. I don't recognize her. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they said she was from. Uh, I don't remember, but yeah, I don't really recognize her either. Um, and then we have Robbie Amell will be Chris. Well, we, we recognize him. He's on what well, he firestorm in the legend of tomorrow. He also's, um, what's green arrow? Um, um, Steven, Steven Amel, Amel, yeah. cousin. They're both cousins, right? You can you can tell they look very similar. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like when he showed up on the X Files, I was like, "Is that Green Arrow?" But he looks slightly <laughs> different. But he looked. Uh, yeah, he was in the new X Files, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he showed up as like a uh, an FBI agent. That's or right. Whatever. He was a rookie. Right. I'm, I'm, yeah, you're right. I forgot about right. that. Right. And then um, Avon Jogia is going to play Leon. I'm I not very familiar with him. Uh-uh. So. No. But I'm kind of glad they're going this route, man, because, man, the one with Janovich and Janovich, they was in a, Mila, not, Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. Is it Jovovich? Yeah. Okay. They was not canon. None whatsoever. No, they, they, not at all. None. They, make, they created a character, Alice, and they, they put a force character that was canon in the video game. They forced them in there, dude, just for keep the fans happy. Right. It was just, like, that yeah. was ridiculous. So I'm hoping they do this right this time around. Hoping. Yeah, here's hoping. Cross fingers, baby. Cross fingers. So that's one of the news, you know, the Resident Evil reboot. There is another Resident Evil thing that I want to discuss. Apparently, there's also a a Netflix CG series. That's right. Coming that's going to have Leon and Claire in it. So it's 
it's gonna kind of follow like all those movies, um, the it, CG I, movies the that, that they've had, yeah, like Vendetta and Regeneration Listen, and yeah. whatever you know those ones. But this one is actually gonna be a TV series. It's not gonna be a movie. I thought it was gonna be a movie though. No, it's gonna be a series. Oh, really? I don't know how many episodes. I don't know much about it beyond that. I saw the trailer for it. But yeah, it'll have Leon and Claire in it for sure. No, um, no it, Ada. No Ada. She might show up, but mm-hmm. we don't know. Um, I know it, that's one of your favorite characters. Yeah. Well, I like Leon and Ada. Um, They're fun together. Um, It takes place like three years after Vendetta, I believe. Uh, It will be canon. Um, And then there's also actually going to be a graphic novel for it that comes out. Yeah. It's called Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, and it should be out in 2021. I might pick it up. So you might pick that up. Maybe I'll I'll take a look at it. So I'm and I'm not sure if the graphic novel is the graphic novel of the TV show or if it's kind yeah. of just a tie-in tie in. connection to it. Might be a tie-in. Um, but yeah, they're both coming out next year. Okay, around the same time I think. Because I got those movies, man. <laughs> the last one I seen though, oh god, the one with Claire and Leon together. Uh, what was that? No, one? the last one was the one with Chris Leon and no. Rebecca from That's Vendetta Zero. That's yes. Vendetta, okay. Yeah, the one where, yeah, Leon has the gung fu thing. Yeah, dude. Chris and that one guy just keep doing that weird dance, thing, dance on the floor, floor. <laughs> avoiding their machine gun fire. Yeah, it just got really weird, man. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay, cool. So that's all Resident Evil news we got there. You know, thanks, Trevor. I forgot about that one, dude. Appreciate mm-hmm. that one. And I think the next one we were talking about um, is briefly the announcement of Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Showing up in Spider-Man 3. We could talk about it on another segment because I, they announced that they announced Electro. If we, if he's playing Electro, Jamie Foxx, I don't know, man. We might, we might, we might get the multiverse early. <laughs> who knows? You could. So who knows? So also, I know you want to talk about a little bit of anime. Right. So we can talk about yeah, the new season just began. So I've watched the first episode, sometimes the second of some of them, but of most of the ones that I was interested in. Um, so I can kind of do a quick rundown. Uh, so some of the good ones are, um, wandering, Witch: the journey of Elena. Um, so that one is kind of just about, uh, a girl who becomes a witch and she just wants to travel the world and meet people and, you know, learn more. And so it's kind of, it's kind of what's called like comfort anime. It is comfort. Right. Where it's just kind of slice of life. There isn't any like major, you know, um, only issues or things that come up it's kind of you know it's very calming um but that one it's got it's got gorgeous art um likable characters yeah um so that one's probably my top pick so far this season. i watched two episodes so far i yeah. like it i like it um another one obviously is it wrong to pick up girls in the dungeon of season course. three so that one that one just kind of continues where it left off last time and it's pretty good so far yo this right here this season though man um bail it's not going to be pretty right. easy for him at all. This, this time, one's right? going to get a little darker yeah. because um, the dun- the monsters that they hunt in the dungeon. Well, apparently he right at the beginning, he encounters a monster that actually can speak right. and think and kind of. So now it it it, it kind of removes this whole, you know, like monsters versus humans. It's like, should they be hunting them? Why are they you know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And are people willing to accept, you know, intelligent monsters? We got a glimpse of it in first season with that Manator, remember? Right. That they gave him that sword and he, be, you know, it, he was fighting with a sword. And right. Like, people, what's going on with that? So we got a glimpse of it in the first season. But I think in this season right here, man, we're going to get a lot of it. 
I right. love it, man. Yeah, so we've met one girl so far, and you know, <laughs> Belle has taken her in uh, to their house, and so now they're trying to figure out what to do about that because obviously the people didn't react very kindly when they saw her. And there's obviously more down there. They've already encountered one. She was hooded, so we don't really know. But she had feathers, feathers. so she's probably a harpy or something. And, you know, based on the opening, there's going to be a few more as well. So it'll be interesting to see where this one goes. It's definitely going in a a darker direction Mm -hmm. than previous. I agree. Uh, But that one's good. Um, Strike Witches, Road to Berlin. That's the third season of the Strike Witches. So if you like that, it looks like it's more of the same. Um, I enjoy the Strike Witches series. It's fun. Guys, it's girls with propellers. Yeah, they basically have <laughs> propellers on their legs and they don't wear pants. So, yeah. And they, they fly around and like fight these alien ships or whatever. So, <laughs> I can't get into that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, another one that I really liked was Sleepy Princess and the Demon Castle. I didn't see that one yet. Oh, you didn't watch that one? It's kind of a very cute anime. It's basically... It, it likes to play on a lot of the, you know, the isekai fantasy or, you know, just like the fantasy tropes. Right. So the demon comes and he steals the princess or he kidnaps the princess and, you know, takes her to his castle. And, you know, the there's a, a legendary hero or whatever who is going to embark on a quest to go save the princess from the demon's castle, etc. And obviously he has to go through his journey. So the question is, what is the princess doing this entire time while this hero is on a journey? Well... This princess is like, she's like, well, I'm bored. I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to spend as much time sleeping as I possibly can. Wow. Only she keeps finding, well, this bed isn't very comfortable. So now, you know, she kind of, it sets up these little quests where it's like, all right, first quest one, make a more comfortable pillow. So now she has to figure out how to do that. And she learns, you know, originally she, she finds these, these little teddy bear guards that guard her, you know, and they have the key. She was originally going to murder them, but then she, <laughs> with a butter knife, but then she was like, she decided that, oh, maybe if I pet them or, you know, I, I brush them with the brush, you know, that'll help. So she got all of their fur off and could use that as the fluff for her pillow. And then eventually she learns they love it so much that now she can get the keys from them whenever she wants just by bribing them with the brush. And she wanders around and then she gets a pair of scissors. So now she's trying to find herself a nice, comfortable sheet. And so she goes around and just like chops off like... You know, everybody's cloak trying to find a comfortable one and eventually finds like this ghost or whatever that has this very silky smooth looking thing. So she just chops him right in the head. And it's 24 minutes? (laughs) Yeah, it's a bunch of like series of like little quests each time. So each one is like a little thing. But so it's really, it's really funny because, um, yeah, it could be a one trick pony that gets old fast, but it is cute to see that she's she's both really cute and adorable looking. And then, you know, every time the demon King tries to go and like reprimand her, they find her and she's just sleeping and she looks so cute. And he's like, I can't bother her now. You know, (laughs) we'll do it tomorrow. Uh, But she keeps going out and doing these things. And she's obviously very devious. And (laughs) so it's kind of going to become one of those situations where it's like, who's locked in the castle with who? (laughs) But that one was cute. I really enjoyed that one. Um, Akudama Drive. Did you watch that one yet? Dude. <laughs> I saw it on the Funimation, the Funimation app. I mean, streaming service. You were right. Yes. It's really out there. Yeah. I, and I see what you mean. Right. I really do, man. But it's really interesting. It's out there. But I want to see where they go with this. 
you know, at the end of the the, the first episode when they put the neck the, the bombs on a neck, like, oh shit, right? Suicide Squad type stuff, like, right? Or Danganronpa three. Uh, Danganronpa three. But yeah. Basically, this is by the same guys who did the Danganronpa anime series, <laughs> yeah. uh, like the character cre- uh, creators and stuff too. So, but this one has a very um, kind of Blade Runner uh, aesthetic, you know, right. cyberpunk aesthetic to it. Yeah, but it's just. It's just crazy. It's got, you know, it's very flashy. It's got, you know, it it changes up the art style every now and then. Like when it's introducing characters, it right. kind of does these comic book panels. And yeah. Then, you know, they just kind of all go by, you know, they're all criminals, which are known as Akudama. Akudama, And yeah. they all kind of have like a name. So there's like Courier and there's, um, I don't remember, some, the, the doctor is the just doctor. doctor. But she's, oh, the hoodlum. <laughs> yeah, the hoodlum. And, you know, so they all have like their own names. And so there's this group. That, you know, Courier, he obviously is a courier, um, but he's also prone to violence and everything like that. The doctor, she's a genius doctor, but she's, she's also psycho. a psychopath. So, you know, some guy's having a heart attack on a subway train. So she, like, chops into him right there. They kill and meanwhile, she's, else. like, killing everybody else standing around. <laughs> and then we got a brawler. And then there's the brawler who just always wants to fight. So he's just wrecking all of the police robots all the time <laughs> and, you know, just takes everything head on. Yeah, I'm like, um, wow. And then you got the hacker, of course, because um, what's an anime without a hack, hacker, a super right. hacker? And then you and the hoodlum just kind of shows up. Um, yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, man. he's just and and then there's the main girl who, she's just an ordinary girl, um, but she kind of gets involved because courier drops a 500 yen thing at the Takayoki place where she's going. She tries to give it back to him, and he says it's bad luck. He doesn't want it. So then when she goes to get her, her Takayoki, the um, lady is like, I only take cash, not credit. And so she, the only cash she had on her was the 500. 500. And for some reason, because it wasn't hers, she didn't want to spend it. So she's like, I'm going to go to the ATM. Too and she's like, you're just going to run away and not pay. And so then she ends up at the police thing. And she becomes a swindler. Yeah, because she's about to get, she's about to die. Right. So she, she's chasing a cat to try and save it when they're all attacking this place to save Cutthroat, a guy who's about to be executed. And you know the thing is about that cat, though, man? I said, something up with that cat. There, yeah, there's something up with At that cat. At the very end, yeah. when they finally get Cutthroat out and everything, the damn cat starts start talking like, oh, there we go. Right, so now we got a yeah an animal mastermind or whatever behind all of this. Because remember um, that other animation was like that. Doparanga was like that. Right, had the teddy bear. Teddy bear yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's... At the end of it, I was kind of like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> and I still don't know what I watched, but I'm definitely going to give it a few more episodes to see where this one goes. Yeah, I'm going to watch the next one. Um, it was like, so yeah, it's, I agree with it's you. crazy and out there, but it's flashy. It's flashy. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's flashy. I like the visuals of the anime. They like the, this, um, the Blade Runner. I mean, space, space punk. I say space punk. I mean, cyberpunk um, right. um, aesthetic. I like it. So yeah, I'm going to watch the second episode. Okay, um, next one, King's Raid, Successor of the Will. I saw the second one. I'm not going to watch it no more. Yeah, I mean, I like the side characters, and I'm still kind of curious with the Dark Elves, but, you know, the... Remember we talked about this. It's a very generic, like, setup, and um, the villains are so generic and, like, kind of over the top, and the two leads are just total fucking duds. Total duds. Now, I thought when we had this conversation about this um, anime is that there has been a, it was a misunderstanding in the past, and we're going to see that because at the end of season, I mean episode two, we see a dark elf girl talking to um the king, I guess at the time, right? And I'm saying this was a misunderstanding. Who, yeah, it, yeah, and it turns and out our main character is descended Asana. from him. 
Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll wait till the third episode and see what this whole backstory and everything yeah. brings about. But right now I'm only watching it for the dark elves to see what happens with them. Yeah, like but elves. yeah, the rest of it is just kind of generic and yeah. you know, nothing to write home about. Um, let's see. Next we had Tony Kawa over the moon for you. I haven't seen it. Okay. So this one is about some guy who just kind of gets, he instantly falls in love with this girl. He sees on the other side of the road, um, tries to cross the road, almost gets hit by a bus. She jumps in front and saves him, but he still kind of gets hurt, like with broken legs and everything. And then, um, and then he, he ends up like confessing to her and asking her to marry him. And she agrees. Oh, and that's the one. Yeah. That one. I saw like two seconds and then he's bloody. I said, right. I don't and worry. then she disappears and he basically just kind of wastes his life away, even though he had such a promising life beforehand. And then she shows up at his doorstep like three years later or a year later. I don't know how long it was. but <laughs> um, And so they instantly go and get married that night. And now it's it's very much like, you know, two awkward people like, you know, oh, is this like a date? Oh, is she going to sleep over at my place? It's like you're fucking married. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like what was the whole point of the marriage in the first place? It should have just been kind of a romantic, you know, dating, getting to know each other type thing. But so I'm probably about to drop that one, but it's kind of cute if that's your thing. Um, no drama beyond really, you know, just the whole two people who are, don't know each other are suddenly married. Right. Um, uh, next is Kuma 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 Bear. I'm not going to watch it. Okay. So this one's basically about a girl in a VR thing, and she has like this special, she has this special um, like bear pajama outfit that's like, Super, super powerful. Also with bears. Yeah, man, so she looks folks. she looks ridiculous and people underestimate her, but she's like super powerful. And that's essentially all you need to know about that one. Okay. Um uh Our Last Crusade or Rise of the New World. Did you see that one? It's about the, the witch two factions, faction the witch and the Empire Swordsman. I like it. I like So this one off. could be good. It's a little generic, but it's kinda got a Romeo and Juliet um feel to it. Feel to it. Yeah. But it just had a lot of tropes that I didn't like. So you have like the the two girls that are on his team always like jumping on him and pressing their boobs against him. Yeah. And one of them who's the captain is like the ditziest, clumsiest person in the world. And this always annoys me. It's like, why is this person the person in charge? Who thought this was a good idea? Anyway. Um, and then, of course, at the end, when... Uh, when the girl slips off the cliff and he automatically catches her and it's just like this meat cute, like, Oh yeah. It's like, she shouldn't be slipping off a cliff. It's like, what was that? It's just like, you know, you forehead smack, but it's got promise. I'll, I'll give it. Some yeah. I watched time. that first episode. Right. Um, what about Nana? Uh, yeah. Talentless Nana. Um, so this one, it started out as just kind of a generic, like my hero academia or whatever, you know, guy who doesn't seem to have any promise is at this school on an island for uh, people who have superpowers and he gets bullied because he doesn't have any superpowers and you know most of the people in his class are kind of jerks um, and then uh, a couple new transfer students show up you know basically they're there training to kind of take on these was it nameless or something I don't remember what yeah. these called but the you know these um, monsters yeah these this threat or whatever threat, that yeah. Nobody seems to have ever seen them or haven't seen them for decades or whatever. So it's all very suspicious right from the start. I want to give you, I want to give you my take on it. Okay. 
I'm, well, I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead, and I'm gonna give you my take. I'm finish what you got to say. Okay, so there's so there's two new transfer students. One of them instantly seems to be very, you know, cold shouldered, and he seems like he's investigating something and trying to figure out what's going on on the island. The other one is this bubbly girl who says that she can read minds. That's her power, right. and so she starts starts getting chummy with this powerless dude. Um, and so they kind of hang out and every you know everything all day long. And so, you know, you think that this powerless dude is the protagonist, right? But then it hits the end, and all of a sudden there's a twist, and she pushes him off a cliff, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know kills him because her job there is. Basically, they are the threat. That's what I'm saying. That they are the threat, and right? Well, because in the beginning, they were telling about the monsters. They are the threat, but then again, what you said when she got he got pushed over the edge, they are the threat. Because I guess they are superpower right. humans, right? And the society are afraid of them. So you got them on an so island. They, yeah, they've landlocked them. Or, or not, yeah, or they, yeah, they've they've sequestered them off on their own little island, island and yeah. now they've sent her over there to kind of kill them off one by one. Right. And it turns out she doesn't have any powers. No, she can't. Was, she can't read minds. She's just very intuitive. And observation, observing. observing. Yeah. yeah, she was observing him. You know, and that's good. I mean, right. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes from there because it was very generic through most of it and then there's that twist ending yeah and now it's going to be a question of how well they can handle that twist and how it goes forward now that we know what her mission is right he might not be dead he might not because technically we didn't see him die he mm -hmm. just kind of fell off the cliff yeah. but you know we'll see what happens right. uh let's see what else we got um ikebukuro westgate did you watch that one? Nah. Don't waste your time. Okay. <laughs> uh, it it just made this whole big to do about like drugs and whatever, and it just I don't know. It just I kind of found it boring and stupid and over dramatic about like the least threatening thing in the world. Um. Uh. By the grace. Of, oh, by the grace of the gods. Okay. So this one is about a 42-year-old or 43-year-old guy um, who's working for, like, a black company or whatever that ends up dying from overstress. Yeah. And then the gods like him, so they decide to send him to this other world because okay. by doing that, it opens up an energy portal or some crap yeah, like okay. that. And they send him back as an 8-year-old boy. We meet him three years later when he's 11. He's living out in the forest alone with all these slimes that he's... This seems familiar to right, me. Right, that he's learned how to... Yeah, it's very much the time I re got reincarnated as a slime. Only yeah. he's not the slime. He's like... So he's like very good with magic. He's, you know, learned how all these slimes work so he can cure people. And, or, or the wise man's... Right, or wise man's grandchild. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, the, he encounters these knights in the woods. One of them has gotten injured, so he helps cure them. And so um, then they leave, and then they, when they come back, they've got, like, a little girl with them. Um, and who we see in the opening, it looks like they're going to become, you know, very close, and they're, they're, like, holding hands and stuff like that, which, okay, first of all, the animation is just kind of flat. Um, the story is just kind of boring, mm -hmm. and... The fact that he's a 43-year-old in an 11-year-old's body and is now going to be having this kind of romantic relationship with a little girl oh, is creep. very unsettling. Very creepy. <laughs> so I don't know that I'm going to be sticking with this one. Nah, I pass. Um, and then let's see. 
Uh, I'm standing on a million lives. I saw two episodes of that. So I far. did. I dropped it after yeah. the second one. The te- yeah. the second one was just terrible um, structure. Like every two minutes, they kept doing like a 15 second flashback, and it's just kind of generic dude leveling up and getting all the stupidest jobs, but he still manages to be better than the girls who are with him. And you yeah. know, it's going to become a harem and it's just, it's just so generic. And uh, yeah, the characters are kind of boring. There's nothing yeah. really going on for it. Uh, the day I became a God uh, looks like it's by the guy who did like clan Ed and air and angel beats. So it, you know, obviously it'll be tragic, but kind of funny and, so far, it's okay, although the main girl is kind of loud and annoying in the first mm. episode. So hopefully they tone that down. I might pass that. But it's kind of cute. Um, and then the last one I think I had was Moriarty the Patriot. I looked at the title of that. I didn't have it on my list, but people were saying good things about it. So I decided to check it out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's not bad. It's, it's pretty good. You know, it's yeah. about... Obviously, Sherlock Holmes is nemesis Moriarty, but he's kind of more of a a criminal hero or whatever. So he basically he helps other people get revenge or, you know, to to do these crimes without getting his hands dirty. So he kind of serves a good purpose by getting like the first one involves like a rich noble guy who's killing all these children after torching them, probably fucking them, you know, whatever. And so, um, obviously, nothing's going to happen to this noble. Um, nobody, you know, most people don't even care what's oh, happening to these, you know, poor kids. But the guy, um, but they go to the father of the latest victim, and uh, I think he runs a delivery service. Right. So his child was delivering stuff. And so he kind of is like, hey, if I can help you get revenge, would you be interested? And so he does. So then they lead, they manage to get the noble to go to the the place where he was doing all the things to the kids oh. basically gives the guy scissors and says, go at it, <laughs> do your thing. And he does. So that's kind of the idea oh. behind it is that, yeah, he's, he's kind of helping out the people who are never going to get justice, but obviously it's, you know, it's criminal behavior, but at the same time, it's kind of doing good for the people who have been wronged. Wow. So vigilante. Right. So yeah, this, that one's not bad. And I think that's pretty much the list of the ones that I checked out. Well, I might check out the late, the last one you just talked about. It seems interesting to me. I like a different um, take. Mariotti though. He was a villain for them. Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Okay. Well, I can check that out. All right, guys, that's um, Trevor pick for anime for um, what's it? Fall of 2020. So far? Uh, yes, fall of 2020. 2020. So I'm thinking we're going to do this briefly. Um, we got this, the top five, or our favorite five, I don't say top, favorite five characters from the X-Men universe. Comic book guys, not the movies. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, all right, here we go. I'm going to start off with one of my favorites. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's Storm. I like Storm. Mm-hmm. And I know I, she's a strong character, man. And um, yeah, she controlled the freaking weather. <laughs> so shoot, a little hurricane there, a little tornado there, mm-hmm. a little lightning there, a little snow there. I mean, so you want to piss me off? Right. I'm gonna freeze you to death. <laughs> right. She was a goddess it's in her, her, her uh, country in Africa, Kenya. It was a was Kenya. It Kenya. Kenya. Yeah. Yeah. It was she's... Kenya. Yeah. So she she went back to her um native land, her country, because she was a thief way back in Egypt with the Shadow King and stuff like that, and. 
That's weird, though, man. She, you know, she was years later. She's an X Man, and now she's the goddess of um, her homeland. And she was a queen of Black Panther once upon a time, which I really, really like that story arc. And um, but yeah, Storm is one of my favorite characters. Okay, um, one of mine is Magic. Oh um, yeah, so Ileana Rasputin. So she's um, uh, Colossus's younger sister. Right. And she, um, she has just, she's basically her, her mutant power is teleportation, but kind of, she went into sorcery and got stuck in limbo for right. years. So now she kind of is part demonic and just kind of, yeah. So yeah. she's got a lot. Right. So I just think she's, I just think she's kind of cool. I don't read a lot of the stuff that she's in cause I don't really care for those books. Well, she's but in, um, Strange Academy. She is, which is one of the, she's... which was one of the, um, the factors that got me to pick up the book as well. Right. Um, but I am enjoying that one. Yeah. But yeah, I do like I do like magic. I like her aesthetic too. It's very very cool looking. Now I play with her own contest of champions on my, on my mobile phone. <laughs> yes, she's badass. She does teleportation. It's a cool um, finishing move too, man. With the um the sword um sword sword what is it soul sword the soul sword yeah that's right yeah. yeah she uses that so all right that's a good pick um with both I got this pick also. Uh, it's Domino. I like I like Domino. Yes. that's one of your favorite characters too. Yeah, Domino's. We on both my can list. agree she's badass. Yes. She so is. yeah, if you've seen Deadpool two, you kind of have a good idea that yeah, her her power is basically luck. That's her mutant power. Right. So um, so as long as she's attempting to do something, the odds will fall in her favor. But I mean, obviously, if like a building is about to fall on her and she just stands there and makes no attempt to do anything, she'll get crushed. But, but as long she, as she's yeah taking action to do things, yeah, usually things will go her way. Yeah, she's running from that falling building. Something will appear somewhere out of nowhere, and that's it. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so that's her power is luck. Wait a minute, um, I think um, Longshot has the same thing too, right? Longshot has a very similar power, yes. I think they met up in the comic book recently. Yeah, and I think and they I'm, did. Um, it's, it was recently, though, wasn't I, it? Yeah, wasn't it in the Domino? It was in the Domino book. I book think it or was. Something? Yeah. yeah, I think it was. Yeah. But, um. So. Um. But yeah, she's she's pretty cool. She's pretty badass. She's kind of. Uh. She's kind of got like white skin with like a black uh, circle around one of her eyes. Come to find out that she wasn't born that way. Right. Um. So yeah, there's. I, I don't remember her exact backstory, oh, yeah. but um. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a very happy one. Oh no. Um, <laughs> but uh. What mutant story is really happy? That dude? that's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hers was like involved experiments on her and stuff like that. Right. But uh. But yeah, she's kind of a badass character, and I really loved the Gail Simone run that right. she was in. But you know, she's always kind of palling around with Deadpool and Cable, and you know. I didn't like the Colossus relationship at all. Oh, I hated that. I yeah. absolutely hated that. No, I didn't like that one bit. She just stayed with Deadpool. I don't mind Deadpool. I like her better with Cable because he's a straight, straight guy, you know. And Colossus is boring. I'm not talking about Cable. Oh, Cable. Yeah, yeah, but Colossus is boring. But I'm talking about Cable is just a straight guy, the older Cable, not the young one. They right. change it up. And that right. was kind of the original thing, though, when she was introduced in yeah. X Force, right. is that that was the original relationship was her and uh, Cable. Yeah, right. Um, but she's kind of yeah gone back and forth. She mostly just kind of dates around she doesn't really have long-term relationships no. um Mm-mm. so so yeah so i mean i got another one another favorite of mine also is the same for you too is i like gambit you know i like him too i like the raging cajun i like the cajun mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and um i'll have you talk more about him because he's your favorite so, yeah. i think he's your number one gambit baby. is my number one yeah. yes um 
Gambit is pretty much the reason I got into the X-Men. I kind of saw him on the X-Men animated series. And, you know, I just kind of was like, this guy's kind of cool. Yeah, I I like him. Um, So I originally started getting... I had read some X-Men, but I originally started getting into it with... uh, um, who was the series? The well, the the Gambit series that the was series, done right? by yeah, the one that ran for like twenty five issues that was done Fabian, by Fabian Nicieza and Salvador La Roca. Right. Um, so I really enjoyed reading that series, and I kind of went to the comic book shops to find like this was after <laughs> almost all of them had already been released at this point. So I went to a whole bunch of comic book shops trying to like scrap together that entire collection. Uh, so I, I did manage to find all of them, but yeah, ever since then I started reading X-Men comics just for Gambit. Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's definitely my favorite. I just always love Gambit. And I, I really hate that for a long time, people just kind of shat on him. You know, Gambit was just kind of the, the butt of everybody's jokes and yeah. And then it's just, but yeah, it's nice to see now, you know, I was, so I was very happy when Mr. Mr. and Mrs. X. Well, first it was Rogan just Rogue and Gambit, Gambit, where they yeah. did that vacation thing um, undercover. Right. And then they got married and became Mr. and Mrs. X. Right. So, yeah, I was very excited yeah, about that. Yeah, that was that. last year that they did that. Because everybody was getting married. So it would have been Batman and Catwoman and Colossus <laughs> and Katie Pride. And that didn't happen. Right. So, in other words, when they didn't marry, well, Katie Pride and yeah, Colossus. Yeah, she, she decided not to go through with it on the day of the wedding. Right. So... Gambit stepped in and, you know, uh, confesses and married Rogue right. um, so that at least the wedding stuff didn't go to waste. Right. And um, the thing got married to <laughs> his longtime girlfriend. Long-time girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. About time somebody got married. So, yeah. Um, another character I really like is Bishop. Mm-hmm. I think Bishop's at the beginning. It did some. It was a story arc when he became the villain. Yes. I didn't I, care I for that. that. No, that was fucked up. That was fucked up. I didn't care for that, man. You know, this is a, um, he's a character out of place, out of time, out of place. They're a different timeline. You know how the coming books get with time travelers and stuff like Cable was one of time, time traveler, Bishop a time traveler. So he was going after Cable because he well, thought. No, first, he went after Gambit. Gambit, right. That was what he came back for the first time we met him. Right. He was going after Gambit because. He was the traitor. He thought he was the traitor that killed all the X Men because there was a guy called. Fishroy. No, it was whoever the I I can't remember his name now, but he basically looked like Gambit, just really, really old. Right, yeah, right. Um, so that's why he thought he was the traitor because he was the only one left. But then you know what happened in that story arc though? Onslaught happened. Right. And he said Gambit was not the traitor. No. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was technically (laughs) Professor (laughs) X. X, (laughs) So yeah, so yeah, man, I, I like his power set though. The powers that he have, he's absorb. He's an energy absorber. He absorbs energy and. And then it can push it back out. So, yeah, basically like Black Panther's suit in the MCU in Endgame, uh, Infinity War. um, Or no, actually just in Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. So he can take all the the kinetic energy and then unleash it like a blast. Right. And he does that with um, energy projectile. Energy and just in general. It could be he could get electrocuted. He can absorb that energy. Right. right? Or even, I guess, heat from fire. He can absorb that energy Mm -hmm. from that. And he can push it back out. Right. And he's good with a weapon too, with a gun. So right. he's he, he's ex he's military. Right. Well, but he came from a, a dystopian future yeah. where yeah he's um so he's had to fight like a revolution because right. all mutants have been branded. That's why he has an M over one of his eyes. Yeah. Like tattooed or scarred in. I don't know which Him one. Him and it his is. sister Shard. Right. 
Yeah, I forgot about yeah, Shar with his sister, right? So that's my other, one of my other characters. What's your other one? Um, well, since we just talked about Gambit, we'll talk about Rogue. Of course. Um, so yeah, so Gambit and Rogue were you know my my it couple. Um, so yeah, I was always very disappointed when they broke up and then they got back together and then they broke up and then they got back uh, together and then and she over. was out going out with Magneto, Magneto for some, ugh, I hated that relationship. Um, but yeah, so there was a time where Rogue was kind of in a timeout box because <laughs> she was just, you know, it was mostly under like Carlo, or what's his name? Gage, uh, what's Christopher, Christopher, Christopher Gage. Gage yeah. yeah. That writer, uh, just no. Um, he does better with writing Spider-Man. Right. So, um, but then, but now that they've gotten her back on track and she's more like the original rogue that she was. And right. so, you know, I, like I said, I love that she and Gambit are now together and married and seem to be making it work. And, you know, it's, um, it's fun, but I, I like rogue. She's fun and flirty and, you know, a little Southern bell charm. Sugar. Right. Yeah. So I know the other one is everybody likes this guy too. It's <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Oh, Wolverine. I'm the best at what I do. And what I do is not nice. <laughs> but no, man, I just like the power he had, the, the kind of the regenerative power he got, man. Besides, well, yeah, he has a very cool power. Yeah, but he he's one used character throughout the damn Marvel he's comics. He's just so overused. Yeah. It's just, you know, and he's always, you know, is always going to come around. out of the bath and, yeah. With a lot of women. That dude has like slept with every, every woman, woman in the Marvel universe. He had just about. to, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm like he like reds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like reds. But I mean, I like the the power set, man. And you know, and a matter of fact, I'm doing. Uh, I, I'm I'm into custom binding now, and I got uh, my Wolverine um, origin books. I'm going to go ahead and just do a custom bind, man, and just go ahead. Yeah, I got this, but. Like I said, I like the, this his power set. You know, he's unbreakable animanium, regenerative powers. He got a keen sense of smell. God damn, <laughs> he's just like, I, I smell you. I know who you are. Yeah, and that was the question we just said yeah, about we were, Peter Parker. Yeah, we were just talking about yeah, like Peter Parker's huh. identity or whatever. And I was like, wouldn't Wolverine know who everybody is as long as he's met them in person right. as well? Just smell him. He's like, you smell like this guy. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that is a good fucking question, man. Like, really. Does Wolverine know who you really are? Right. By smelling you? If he met you one time, you know, that's it. You right. Know? And Daredevil should probably be similar as well. That's right. Because he only goes by hearing. But then again, we've seen in some cases, we don't know whether he knows where, whether people are wearing a, a, a uniform, you know, a costume or not. Right. Like in the latest Hawkeye Freefall, there was a, a time where he thought it was Clint, even though he was in the Ronin disguise because he couldn't see him. Right. Um, so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So sometimes, sometimes it can sort of. I think it was something like that. Oh. And then, but Clint was like, "I've heard he might be blind. Is he blind? He's just kind of standing there." And then he grabs his hand. And he's like, "Not blind." <laughs> <laughs> so he still obviously manages to trick everybody. But. Wow. And so, what's the next one? Um, and then my last one was X twenty three. Damn. Did you forget about X twenty three? Yes, man. Oh. <laughs> Matter of fact, that's going to be an honorable mention. <laughs> I like her. She's not Wolverine, but right. I like her. She's a, she's a Wolverine clone. Home, right. Yeah, so she's like, um, so yeah, she was based off of his his genes right. and cloned. And so she's got only two, two claws, two claws and... on her arms, but then she has one in each foot. Right. Yeah. Um, that was a twist because he, Wolverine got three in his arms and she's got two in her arms. He got, she's got one on the foot and on the foot, so. 
But the thing about her is that the way she was cloned is that they gave her a trigger scent. Right. They gave her something that could trigger her berserk rage. Right. So then she would just go about assassinating, assassinating. things and stuff like that. So yeah. They, yeah, they would use it to control her. Um, right. And so then they managed to, to break her free. And I, I think she even did like prostitution or yeah, something. Yeah, that was like her she, first introdu- introduction called Nyx. Right. Yeah, or oh, NYX, NYX or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was in. Yeah, she was a prostitute. I'm like, wow. Right, but eventually she did join the X Men. So she's like on the young side. I think she's still like a teenager. She may just she be, like, be eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so she's kind of trying to grapple with her dark past, and she's still being used for like you know these X Force teams Dude. that are kind of like hit squads and stuff. So yeah, I have it. But I like her because I think um. When she was used as a killer and assassin, when they finally got her away from that, and they actually had to sit down with Wolverine and Captain America too, mm-hmm. and you know she didn't want that life anymore. You know Wolverine has been an absent father. You know he, technically that is his daughter, right? Daughter, and you know and and when they did the X Force thing, he didn't want her part of it, right? He didn't want a part of it because you know the kind of life she lived before she left the oh the program. Right. No, it was the called the program. I think it was called the program, yeah. Probably. So um, she left it, and he didn't want that life for her. But evidently, Cyclops said, fuck you. I'm going to have a part of X-Force, and which she was. Mm-hmm. And um, so after that, she went on the other part of X-Men, and she was part. She had her own series, which I really enjoyed. Right. Yeah, her own series is really good. You know, so she she had like a little bit of a, a mentorship with Black Widow. Right. And then, you know, with Gambit as well. Right. So, um but you didn't read the one that Tom Taylor wrote, right? I was trying to get you to um, uh, read. I, I read most of you them. Read most yeah, of the them? one where she has what, Honey Badger, yeah, yeah. Her, her kind of her clone little sister. sister. Yeah, it's funny. So yeah, they have a fun little relationship. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. All yeah. Right. Yeah. I forgot about X twenty three, but I think that's my honorable mention. Then how about that? <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. And did you have one more? No, that was it. That was it. Okay. And obviously, we didn't mention Deadpool. We should have said this yeah. up front because he's technically a mutate. Yeah. Right. So we automatically said Deadpool's off the table. Right. He is. But you know, obviously, <laughs> we love Deadpool. Well, we do. We do. Yeah, he got oversaturated a lot too. But yes, he is. He is a little bit oversaturated. Yes, he is. But we'll see um, what Ryan Reynolds do in Deadpool three. You hear the news about that too? The rumors? Yeah, that he was gonna get like a, a sweet ass deal from Marvel, like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we hope so. I like the deal that Nick, not Nick Fury, but Samuel uh, Robert, Jackson did uh, with a nine picture deal. Oh or, yeah, or the ten Wait, picture deal. That many, damn. Yeah, yeah, nine. Yeah, he was actually a nine picture. Well, Samuel deal. Jackson did. I thought you were talking about Ryan Reynolds. No, Ryan Reynolds. No, 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 like, no, that's no, a lot of movies. No, no, no. I mean, I hope they're talking about appearances or just money wise. I mean, if right. they do money wise, it's talking about Robert Downey Jr. size. Money. Right. It, yeah, that's what I thought you were going with it. Now, I'm probably doing a multi movie deal, which should be cool. He could appear anywhere. You know, he breaks the fourth wall. Right. You know, give him his own movie, maybe make an X-Force movie. Obviously, he can show up in the X-Men movies, whatever. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. So, guys, there you have it for this episode of Just Being Names Podcast. I think they turned out pretty well. What do you think, Trevor? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) And some toes. (laughs) And a big toe. (laughs) So, yo, so how can people reach you on your social media, Um, Trevor? On Twitter at, at Toshiro Noronin. Yeah, you're very, very active these days. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can check me out at JustBeingAmos.com. And also you can check me out on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at JustBeingAmos. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Peace.